All right, Wizards fans, I know it's been a while. You've probably missed off the bench. We missed doing it, but we're back. Minus one Jeremy Hyman. It's Jamoke Davis here with Jacob Ray. It's weird. And it is really weird doing the show, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Joining us, and please, uh, let's get a little bit of applause from the audience. Chris Gehring, everybody, is thank joining you. us thank on you, the thank you. Podcast. Thank you so much. We're really excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. And yeah. this being your inaugural show, um, and it's coming off of probably one of the worst losses so far of the season. Let's start with you, Chris. Let's get your uh, Great. thoughts jump on uh, last night's overtime loss to the one Oklahoma City Thunder. There's so many storylines to talk about, but just your initial thoughts after the game. Well, you know, going into the game, we knew that it was a it was a it was a game that the Wizards felt they could win. It was a game that the Wizards wanted to win badly for their head coach as Scott Brooks made his return. Um, and and they and they certainly had it. You know, they were up seven with three minutes left. That's where exactly where you want to be. And um, the guys expressed after the game this was probably the most disappointing one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in for a second. I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the loss on myself here. <laughs> I sent I sent That's one right. of I sent one of our coworkers bailed on the game when we were down 16 points. Oh my god! And told me to text. nobody in this room by the way. It's it no. was, it was Bradley don't Bob, say it. Don't say it. Bradley don't say Bob it. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, and he told me, it texted me when there are two minutes left and it's a ball game. And I saw, I texted him about three minutes left and I yeah. said, three minutes left, not only is it a ball game, but we're going to win. And so Ooh. I, I really, oh, I hate myself for it, oh. but, I'm, but I'm blaming this on it. Chris, you can continue now. <laughs> <laughs> I just had, I just had to share that story. Um, I laugh so I don't cry. Okay, yeah, I understand. <laughs> we feel your pain. Okay, Chris. Yeah, but I mean, you know, down the stretch, the last three minutes or so, um, just some some missed shots that, you know, so many times it comes down to guys will just say, well, look, I mean, we had the game um, under control, and then down the stretch we didn't make shots. Unfortunately for the Wizards, the Thunder started to make shots at, yeah. at, at pretty much the most inopportune time, and that started. Particularly one player yeah particularly basically one. he who shall not be named yeah well i mean it, so it started with you know they hit back-to-back threes mm-hmm. and then obviously the 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 three that will everyone will remember was russell, russell westbrook 8. after having a difficult game you know after shooting very i mean it was like very seven, seven 26 yeah. or something like that going into that three-point shot yeah after shooting very poorly you know he he steps into mid-range scampers right back to the three-point arc and you know his confidence, despite having a, a a tough night from the field, and the fact that he was then able to take over in overtime the way he did. Yeah. Um, you know that's tough to compete with. It's hard. It's hard to. It's 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 hard to stop when he finds a rhythm and and he found a shot in the overtime. I think he scored, what fourteen of their twenty one points in the overtime. It was a, it was a th- it was a thunder record. Yeah. Most points in an overtime period. And so. It's tough when you run into that, kind of a one-man wrecking ball. There are very few players in the league that are that way. I would say that, you know, our our own John Wall can be that way as well. Unfortunately, on the night, Russell Westbrook was that guy, and uh, this year he has been absolutely outstanding. We're I just we are so snake bit on game-winning attempts. I mean, yeah, John's rattled out against the Kings. Obviously, we came back and we we finished that one off, but. Otto's right. was bounced up there for a hot moment. 
I thought it was, I thought it was yeah. going in. It looked pretty Me too. good off Me his too. hands. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, unfortunate. I mean, it's a as 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 Jeremy will say, it's a it's a, it's a make or miss league. I mean, I yeah. Gotta throw, I got to throw some Jeremyisms in. We definitely miss. We definitely. He's in uh, Jeremy's in. We're we're reco- as we record this right now. Jeremy's in uh, San Antonio. In San Antonio. Yep. Um, he'll be on covering the game tomorrow night, or when you're listening to this, probably tonight. Yeah. Um. And 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 the other thing about that is obviously this team is six and eleven. They're trying to claw their way back to. I wonder if they even think about at least say let's try to get to five hundred. And then right. figure it out from there. We all knew that this month was going to be tough for them. Yes. This starts a new month. Uh, looking back at November, can so. we give a grade to this team? And what positives can you see from this team for the fans and for ourselves that obviously we are invested in this team as not just workers in this organization, but fans of the team as well? So what is going right? What are we doing that makes you excited about what may happen in December that can turn it around. So, so first off, let me say that after the Spurs game on Friday night, we don't play a team with a winning record until December 14th against the Hornets. Ding. Yep. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I mean, it's, it's tough to sugarcoat the start of the season, Jamal Gay. Yeah. Um, the schedule wasn't favorable. Yamahimi. Still has not gotten any into a rhythm. Any minutes? Yep. He still doesn't have a bucket. He played a couple minutes and then hasn't was has missed the last two. Yeah. And that is tough. He was obviously the big offseason addition, and we really want to see how he fits in with this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you look, you look, you look down the schedule in November, and to be quite honest, there were a lot of winnable games there, and they did not get it done. You, it started with that, um, with that game in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Looking all the way back to October, uh, that was a very winnable game against a very hurt Memphis team. They lost in Orlando. John didn't play that game, but that it was still a very winnable game. You might remember Markeith shot going off the mark at the buzzer. Yeah, yep. the Houston game. He took that one hard. He took that he one took very that hard. Really hard. The Houston game. That's a, that's a better team than those other two games. But you look back, that game was winnable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chicago winnable. Philly winnable. Miami winnable. Like, that's a lot of wins they have left on the table. Um, so, I guess the positives you can take from that are this team has the potential to play with anybody, it looks like, so mm-hmm. far. Yep. Um, and so, in that regard, going forward, you'd love to see them rattle off, like, go 4-2, and 5-1 and one over their next six and get themselves right back into uh, the 500 picture. But the opening month of the season was – not was not great I mean you don't you don't want to be six and 11 no matter who you've played mm-hmm. yeah and I mean John Wall said after last night's game last night being the Oklahoma City game um, as we're taping this the you, you know you could you could tell that that this one this one hurt in that they knew that they were in a tough environment they have not played well on the road that's good that barn is really to hard Oklahoma to play City in. really right? tough and Barnes really tough w- arena to win in and you know to, to have that right there and to not get it, um, that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough way to start a road trip as well. Um, but what they did learn is that they played with a, ver- a very good team on in, in their house all the way up until the end. I, th- I think that that's got to be something that they take with them as they go to San Antonio, another place that's very difficult to win in against a very yeah. good team, very good coach, as we, we saw. We haven't won there since, like, forever. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the Wizards' record – in San Antonio, um, you know, as of late, and then going a ways back is 
is not favorable. So, you know, they, they have to keep, um, to say it's not favorable is putting it lightly. Right. Yes. right. <laughs> um, it's been, a, it's been a long time since we've, since we've won in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. And they, funnily enough, they're not playing particularly well at home. They're playing, right. they haven't lost on the road, right? yeah. but they're not playing that well at home. And they dropped a ugly game to Brooklyn. They did. Yeah. A few yeah. nights ago. Yeah, and so you know, I, I would say that the positives that have come out of this, out of this month, while certainly the end result is 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 not positive, and I think that, you know, John, Brad, Coach Brooks, on down would tell you that, um, the positives are that um, one Bradley Beal has started to really assert himself as a scorer on this team, and and by that I mean. We've all known forever, you know, since he was drafted, why he was drafted. He's a sharpshooter. He um, is a knockdown shooter off the catch and shoot, off the dribble. He has improved to the point where he has been able to get his own shot more. Mm-hmm. He has played with confidence. He has taken more shots. Scott Brooks has implored him to um, take more shots, to be assertive, to find his shots. He's done that. And I think that you can see his confidence growing, and, and that's important um, with his level of ability. And, and we've seen him now put together, you know, 30 points at least, I think, in three of his last five, including the career-high 42. Yep. yep. Um, career-high seven three-pointers in, a, in another game in this last five games. So that's that's certainly a positive, the way him and John have played together, the way the team has worked to find him, to get him in rhythm. Um, that's important. Um, hopefully the results will now follow as hopefully the team grows around that um, mentality. Beal, who scored 30 or more points in three of his last five games, I think, like you said, he's on the upside. But to take a baseball term, I feel like Beal is like the starting pitcher, and then John is the closer in the fourth quarter, like to seal it. And just finding that formula every single night, I think, is the – is really the formula that yep. Washington needs to win. And Marching Gortat continues to be a, a, a model of consistency. Double-doubles almost every night, yep. just like he did last season. Yep. I think this team, you know, it's got some things that we should be thankful for and, and can think positive about. And I think part of it is they're still trying to get adjusted to Scott Brooks as a coach, right? Understand his system, his philosophy, his rotation. That's going to take some time. It doesn't just come like that. And And – for any fan out there who's disappointed now, I think we always say we would take this if that means by the end of the season they're in sync and that's where the upswing, all of a sudden the team is playing well. That's what you would take, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so long as we're in the playoffs. Yes, so long as we're in the playoffs, which right. I think it's not like that's out of the realm of possibility for this team. It's definitely of early course, in the season. Of course no. not. Of course not. Yeah, and I, and I, I think you bring up an important point in that not only is Coach Brooks a new coach and a new system um, for everybody, but half of this team is new as well. I mean, I'm sure that obviously mm-hmm. this has been pointed out um, ad nauseum at the beginning of this year, but other than Ubre and the starting five, this team is new too. And so they have to learn how to play together, how to, you know, they're, you know, they're traveling together. They're together all the time. Now that, that can only get better. We would hope under, under Scott Brooks, who's a, you know, notably a player's first coach, a family first or a family oriented coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as that continues to grow and we could see it as early as training camp, but as that continues to grow in the regular season, as they're obviously around each other every single day, hopefully we see that start to, to build a little bit as well. And so um, the schedule coming up 
certainly looks better than it than it did at the beginning of the year. The beginning mm-hmm. of the year was incredibly tough, and when, when we saw the results when that happens with a new team and a new system against a tough schedule. Um, but they will be put they will be put to a, I guess a different test now with um, you know the schedule maybe not doing them favors, but certainly looking better. Um, and we'll see if they still got to go and capitalize. Games, yeah, I mean, we'll see if they can capitalize. These aren't gimme. gimme. No, there's, there's no gimmies in the league. Yeah, no. you know. Yep. No, that's definitely true. Um, is anybody surprised? Pivot here. Kelly Oubre had his first double double ever against uh, Sacramento. Like I, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me that I thought for sure last season that it's it would have happened a, already. He's never been a huge rebounds guy. Yeah. I mean, didn't surprise me. Okay. I, don't, I don't think he's going to be a guy that consistently – I mean, he's playing more on the perimeter than down low, so I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to – I mean, he's defending more on the perimeter, mm-hmm. so he's not going to be a guy that gets ever gets, I don't think, a ton of rebounds. But yeah. he's athletic and long enough that he certainly right. can bang down low and get boards. And right. in that in this particular game, when, when the game was collapsed so much because of Boogie, you know, Ubre mm-hmm. found himself around the rim more and, and did a good job getting boards. And he's making a market improvement this season, I think. And obviously on the bench, we need him. I actually think that – if there was any talk of a competition between Otto and Kelly for that three spot, I think Otto has proved still that he's a starter. But I think it works. It's a perfect solution to me because I feel like Ubre is more of an instant scorer and mm-hmm. Otto is more of the consistent guy. Well, you've yeah. seen them play it together too. That's I mean, true. True. Uh, so I'm. I mean, yeah, Otto has definitely done enough to hold his starting spot. Mm-hmm. He went through a, a period at the beginning of the year where he was scorching hot. Yeah. Um. And he's and he's still been consistently good, but and he's and I don't think there's any question. I don't, I don't think there's any argument in the starting five at all. Yeah, I mean, the starters have been good. Agreed. And uh, and like you said, Jacob, you know, Ubre's length and athleticism is certainly there. They haven't asked him to play in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, he can certainly do it. Um, but even even last night, even in OKC, you know, he comes off the bench, he hits two threes. His his perimeter shot has looked more confident, which is which is really huge for the second unit that has been looking quite frankly, looking for answers since the beginning of the season. Now, like we, like we mentioned that is without Jan Mahinmi, who is, you know, presumably going to anchor this unit. Um, but Ubre brings all the energy that you could want. And certainly, you know, he, he was a high draft pick for a reason. And so we're, we're finding out little by little um, how they envision that coming along. His three point shot is certainly one reason his athleticism um, it's mean, certainly another. You look, you you talk about going back to Mahimi. I mean, you look at the centers that have had very big games against us this year. You look at Dwight Howard. You look at Hassan Whiteside. You look at Demarcus Cousins. These are these are guys that are getting big games against everybody. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not it's not like we are some sort of an anomaly. Mm-hmm. But when you sign Mahimi, you think to yourself, okay, we've got our center that's great on the offensive end, and we've got our center that's great on the defensive end. And when you put them in, in the right spots. You've got a really, really good two-headed monster, yes. and I think we want to see that two-headed monster in action. It's not like Gortat's been bad defensively, right. but I want to see who this elite defender, this elite guy down low, is in Mahinmi. Yeah, and you want to see the kind of effect that that'll have on the entire team. Um, hopefully, we'll see that soon. You know, mm-hmm. he's been listed as day to day since the uh, since the knee soreness popped up for him. So, hopefully, we'll see him soon. Hopefully, we'll figure out what exactly that can look like when he takes on the full minutes load. Um, 
And I think whether you want to call it from last season, the whole pace and space thing, I mean, there was a lot of times where Marching was the only big guy out there. Yeah. And realistically, Oklahoma City is a very tall team, and, you know, there he is trying to shoulder the load, and it's not easy. They they're they're a good example of a team with you know a two headed monster at center, mm-hmm. yep. um, Enos and Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams, Adams. Yeah. yeah. Okay, going a little larger picture, Eastern Conference. Any surprises you see so far? It doesn't seem obviously Cleveland thirteen and three. You could say they're running away with it, but the rest of the league kind of is hovering around that five hundred mark. Toronto's twelve and six, but we got Chicago at ten and seven, Boston ten and eight, Charlotte ten and eight, Atlanta ten and nine, Detroit ten and ten. Atlanta's been really bad lately. Yeah. yeah. Um the Hornets started off really fast and have totally fallen back to earth. Yeah. Um how about New York? A surprise there? Nine and nine? No. No? I think five hundred's about right for that. Okay. Team. Yeah. Uh, kind of seen that I, way as well. I would say that Besides us, who I thought would be much better than six and eleven, yeah. If we're looking at the rest of the conference, um, I thought the Pacers would be better than nine and ten right now, mm-hmm. and I did not expect the Bulls to be third in the conference. Granted, ten and seven is not fabulous by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's solid, and yeah, I give an yeah. arm and a leg to be <laughs> ten and seven right. right now. <laughs> but um, but I did not. I, they're they're good, and they, and they um. I didn't really think that that team was going to be that good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wade's been awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. that was what that's what I was going to say. That probably heat. Dwayne Wade, and you could look at the Heat and be like, "Yep, they're six and twelve because they let Dwayne Wade go." Absolutely. I mean, Dwayne Wade has been has been awesome. Obviously, there were concerns about you know him getting older, losing mm-hmm. a step, whatever. But he's, we all know that he is an exceptional. And he's, and he's, he's an exceptional himself player. a little bit too yes. with the shooting. Yep. Yeah, yep. He's and been I, a knockdown jump shooter, which is crazy <laughs> yeah the guy's just so talented yeah he really is and and i and i think a couple extra things to note big picture wise here is a couple of the injuries that some teams that maybe we thought would be better have been dealing with you know reggie jackson being out in detroit is a huge is a huge thing for yeah, them they've, they've, done well, milwaukee. they've done well to tread water right they chris have. middleton milwaukee yeah chris Denver. middleton in milwaukee they're not going to get middleton back though the pistons are right. going to get jackson back at some yeah, point that's true. yeah that's true. they should get i believe the jackson will be back at some point or another and then boston too yeah. um they were dealing with they've been dealing with in, injury Al issues to crowder for a while yeah um horford yeah so and, and you know we caught them w- with some of those injuries as well we were lucky to catch them at home uh without some of those injuries and or with some of those injuries, I should say, mm-hmm. um, and get a home win against them. So those are a couple teams where I think, you know, we'll, we'll probably see some improvement. I think that Brad Stevens also, obviously, Stan Van Gundy, with their full complement of players, their their teams will um, probably rise a little bit. But with that said, that's certainly, you know, looking at the big picture, there's a lot of room there. New York, Milwaukee, um, Indiana has not been playing well. I think it's, I think it's probably too soon to be looking at, well, like right. where yeah. you just need to go out there and win ball games. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. Looking at it from a Wizards perspective right now, I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I think that's right. If we want to, if we want to jump over to the West for a minute, yeah, please, I'm, let's let's do it. I'm I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised the Warriors have been this good. I really thought that they were going to struggle and um, fitting Durant in, and this is completely tongue in cheek. They destroyed <laughs> my season though when they lost that first. I wanted to see 82 and 0. I really did. Give me a break. Well, 16 and 2. I mean, they're. I think the the Thunder have obviously acquitted themselves very well without Durant they have. to be twelve and eight, and they've got some good wins. And you know, so Russ Westbrook, and I mean to me at least, the uh, to me at least, 
the two favorites for MVP right now are Russ and James Harden. Yeah, no, and no question. I think both those teams have been have been uh, have been good this year. Um, no question. The Lakers are a big surprise. They lost Nick Young. They're gonna fall off. Swaggy P was their MVP. <laughs> yeah, we'll after see. Luke Walton. Yeah, the uh, the young <laughs> Lakers under Walton is certainly an exciting thing to watch. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah. To see that all come together, their young core is is something else. I mean, the fact that they're ten and ten is is probably also something else right now. Yeah. Um, just because they I are don't think so they're young. Keep that up. I'd, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. No, but realistically, Nick Young, you know, I mean, stealing the ball from Lou Williams, making that three. I mean, I he was. He says he stole he it. Right. He I, did. I th- he stole that I, ball. I think he thought the pass was for him. I, I, I don't know. Not even Nick Young is that ridiculous. Um, I mean, Lou Will's a gunner, too. They're both yeah, total they gunners. I mean, like, um, but looking at the West, the team I'm definitely most disappointed with is, um, is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, yeah. I, I mean,. I think that we all wanted to see this team flourish under Thibodeau. It hasn't happened yet. No. Um, I don't know if it will. I don't know if that's the same scenario as yeah. when Scott Brooks was like, oh, they got to get to know the coach. I don't know. But, I mean, the fact is that they, the talent there is obscene, and they don't win ball games. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It, it makes you wonder what they lack if it's like a – you know, if it's an intangible thing, if nobody's currently, like, stepping up to be that alpha dog. You, I, There are plenty of – there are plenty I mean, of Towns guys is, that Towns should is, be. Towns has stated repeatedly that he wants to be that guy. Yeah. And he should be that guy. I mean, I, I fully yeah. agree. Could, in, a, in a team stacked with talent, he is the, yeah. the, the be, cream of the crop. Could yep. it be that Thibodeau's too intense for these young guys? They need a looser kind of coach, and he's probably on them a lot. And maybe I they doubt just it. don't respond to that. No? I doubt it. Yeah. Okay. Another, I, think, I think Thibodeau commands so much respect in this league that you, yeah. want, you want to play hard for Thibodeau. I, would agree. I, don't, I don't think that yeah. – I don't think that's an issue. And, frankly, I think that – um, uh, he's proven to get a lot out of his young talent in the mm-hmm. past. Just hasn't done it yet. Final couple of things that are interesting to see. Memphis sitting at 11-8 and eight with That's the bevy of injuries. Yeah, with the bevy of injuries that they've dealt with, obviously you would expect 11-8 and eight to not last now that Mike Conley's gone. But yeah, I mean, he's they the have one, been incredible. Uh, he's the one guy that you'd look at that team and say you Can't absolutely lose cannot lose. Like, yep. you can, you know, you don't want to lose Marcus Gasol, but you can, you can kind of weather that storm with your other bigs. You don't mm-hmm. want to lose a Zach Randolph or a Tony Allen or anybody or Chandler Parsons, right? Um, All of which yeah. are on the injury report. Now, right, now, I know. I mean, it's it's really <laughs> it's really really unfortunate for a really you know a, a good team, a solid team, yeah, with a lot of interesting pieces. I, you know, and you said you had one more point because I was going to say Dallas three and fourteen. Yep. Yeah, what? That's exactly right. So the difference between yeah. that and I think I think Dallas is just really bad. bad. <laughs> But you didn't but expect it, three and fourteen, man. I and probably it, wouldn't have expected any team in this league to be three and fourteen. Yeah, and, and it's interesting too because obviously you know we've gotten so used to the Mavericks just being at least you know hovering around five hundred. They're a competitive yeah. team. They're always a veteran team. Yeah, and they certainly are still. I mean, Dirk's had some injury issues. That's that obviously hurts. But I mean. They signed, you know, the, the Harrison Barnes signing was, was mm-hmm. very well publicized yep, yep. in the offseason. Um, they certainly have veterans all over that team. Wesley Matthews, Jerome Williams. Maybe all of those guys are just getting, you know, they're their past their point of of being, you know, West leaders Matthews on really, the floor. Wes Matthews was really good last night. Yeah. I um, just can't I just can't believe it. I just it just amazes me. It is just, it is surprising. That's it's wild, totally against everything we've gotten used to with the Mavericks, I think, yeah. over I just, really the last just, decade. Yeah, I mean, you just expect a Rick Carlisle team to be good. Yes. Agreed. 
It's a shame. Of okay. I also, just uh, expect a Scott Brooks team to be good. That's it. It will be. It will be. Okay. Uh, if we, uh, Jacob, are, Jacob is looking at stats. I wonder what he's checking out because I want to get into something while you're checking stuff out. I'm, Let, I'm, I'm with you. I'm here. Can we get to know Chris Gehring? Yeah, let's, let's get, get to, to know, know Chris, Chris Gehring. Who? What are if the you've teams? made it all the way through this podcast? Me? Yes, yes. Let's let's. If you, you're a kid. Yes. What teams did you root for? So do not give your NBA team to the <laughs> podcast. I'll <laughs> just I will just say that I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, we will leave it at that. We will leave it at the that. podcast. The pod- faithful can't handle the, that. The, the, the the listeners just went down. Yeah, we just <laughs> right. we just lost. <laughs> That's right. We just lost a lot we'll of leave cred. It there. So, we'll leave but, it there. but no, but let, realistically, I don't want to. Let's not leave it there completely. What okay. was that like for you last year? Because I know for anyone who works in sports, when you are hired by a team, that becomes your team. Yes. So I know it was very difficult for you. Yeah. To work here. Yeah. And see well, that happening in yeah. uh, OHIO. Yeah, I mean, it, it was something that obviously coming here, you know, you get you get into the team that you work for Completely naturally um, quickly. And, yeah. I mean, you know, talking to Jeremy, who unfortunately we missed today, but, you know, being from Boston, growing up, being a Boston fan and then coming here, you get you get into the team so quickly. And certainly like the jobs that we do here, we get around the team and you mm-hmm. get to realize not, you know, maybe not, you know, form super close relationships with the players, but you get to know personalities on the team. You get to know personalities on the coaching staff. And so, you know, you certainly start to support that team. And, um, yeah, so there's the season that I leave Ohio, the Cavs get it done. Um, so you were a jinx yeah, to, to apparently Ohio. I, it is, apparently, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently me leaving was, was what, what did That's all. Them. Yeah, that did. That but did. Um, yeah, but it that, was cool to see that the whole work city. for the Indians too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We don't need to talk about Move, the Indians. I'm, the, I could still openly root for the Indians, and that was a heartbreaker. But, um, <laughs> but seeing the Cavs get it done, and seeing a bunch of friends from home, obviously, yeah, um, it was it was cool. Um, and the undefeated now, Browns team. Oh, sorry, winless. Yeah, no, fully undefeated. That's right. <laughs> the fully oh, undefeated. The fully defeated. Oh, and sixteen. Here we come. We're ready. We're ready. Ready for that number one pick. That actually is a quality distinction. Like. You like I like the thought of being on one of those sides of history. Obviously, you prefer to be undefeated, but like to right. go down as a winless team. Hey, just like the Bills will always be talked about as going to four straight Super Bowls and losing. That's right. That's yeah, we'll take there. the pick. We'll take yeah. the pick. And especially being here, you still get to hear all RG three talk. That's right. It never goes away. RG three <laughs> never, never goes, goes away. away. <laughs> RG three will never go. Away. Never. Never go away. Okay, so last topic as we're ending this podcast, we're all enjoying. Um, we we were enjoying Tiger Woods playing golf. Yeah, we were until he doubled the two of the last <laughs> three holes. Um, yeah, this is weird. We just finished watching round one. Uh, yeah, I was good to see Tiger back. It is. Yeah, Tiger Woods was the reason that I loved golf as a kid. I mean, I remember my first golf bag was Nike. I wore a red Nike polo to church a lot of Sundays because really? of Tiger Woods. Because of Tiger Woods. Um, so to see him yeah, back playing he's, is... He's wearing the Sunday red. Yeah, Sunday <laughs> red. That's right. I always, I always wore the Sunday red as much as possible. Um, no joke. And so it's awesome to see him back. I never got into golf as a kid. Yeah. I hate playing golf. It's very frustrating. It's, I enjoy putt-putt. It's a horrible game. That's all I can play. I like play. watching it on TV. It's also amazing. I like watching guys hit shots on the green, which yeah. I never do. Yeah, and going to tournaments and like getting to stand next to these guys when they hit golf shots is, um, as somebody who plays golf poorly, um, yeah. it's something else to go watch them in person. I mean, compared and watch to me them here, hit. 
freaking savant. <laughs> <laughs> so to watch them go hit shots is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it's great to see him back. I good, just try to beat field, my weight. Good field in the Bahamas. This you week. try to beat your weight. If I can beat my weight. What's your weight? One seventy four. Thanks for making me skinny, Jamoke. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that's not it. No, that's no. not it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we hope you've enjoyed this off the bench podcast and a little bit of off the tee, huh? Uh, How about that? That was we, fun. I, I guarantee we've lost any listeners we've <laughs> had at this point. <laughs> if, if you if you've made it to the end, send Jaboke a tweet at Jaboke Davis and okay. let him know because there yep, you go. Be, all right. Well, hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks when we're talking Wizards basketball here on Off the Bench. Ciao for now, everybody. Mm-hmm.